Rich Risfet with the American Ag Network here. Recently, I got an opportunity to go on the wheat quality tour of North Dakota, along with about 50 other people to check out the yields, check out any pests and any diseases or anything else that is affecting our wheat in this state. North Dakota is the number one wheat producing state, and we are, of course, the leader of Durham wheat. Now, this tour was put on by the Wheat Quality Council, and they did a fantastic job of doing it. I spoke with several people uh, before the tour and during the tour about what we're going to see and possibly and why we want to do this and why it's important for folks to get out there, put boots on the ground and actually inspect these uh, fields in person and with their own hands and eyes. I spoke with uh, Dave Green, who is with the Wheat Quality Council. I also spoke with Tyler Ledford, who is with U.S. Wheat Associates, and they are out on the West Coast office, which means that they work very closely with all the international partners to make sure that they're getting the wheat that they want with the certain specifications that they need in order to produce what they are looking for. Also, we chatted with Dan Wogslin with the North Dakota Grain Growers Association. And I also spoke with Matt Noltemeyer, who is from Kansas City, and he works business to business with some of the uh, food industry leaders. And I chatted with him during our first leg of the tour on the first day. But first, let's hear from Dan Wogsland and let him tell us about why this is important and why this tour should happen every year. And it does. Well, I'm pretty excited about this uh, tour, uh, Rich. I think that the, the folks, uh, the industry folks, are going to see a, a very good crop coming in North Dakota. I, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what we have coming. I'm excited about the quality that we've got. And I'm excited about, about the whole entire tour and what they're going to see. Well, this is an important thing to give everyone kind of a perspective on what's coming, what they're seeing, and especially with, you know, where we are with global stocks is pretty small. So this is important, right? It's very, very important, Rich. And so we we want to showcase, as as we always do, North Dakota agriculture and, and, and what it can do. Uh, we feed the world, and we're very proud of what we can get, what we accomplish. Well, and North Dakota, big producer of Durham wheat. Tell us a little bit about the Durham wheat and what they're looking for. Well, I th- obviously they're going to be looking at you know at the bushels and in the you know and the quality and the in the quantity and things like that. I think they're going to see actually uh, more acres than they probably expected. I think that's a, that's a very very good thing. And uh, as a as a pasta lover myself, uh, any anytime we can have that quality out there, uh, we love seeing it. You know, welcome to all the industry people because anytime that we have a chance to showcase North Dakota agriculture, that's a benefit to everyone, not only farmers but it's a benefit to consumers and everyone else. And so we want to showcase what we can do, and we're proud of what we do. And boy, is he right. North Dakota does produce some of the best quality wheat in the country, in the world. And that's an important thing for not only this area of the country, but the entire world as a whole. I also caught up with Tyler Ledford, who is with the U.S. Wheat Associates, and she is the assistant director at the West Coast office, so they're based out of Portland, Oregon. Last year, there was a really horrible drought here in the northern tier of the U.S. North Dakota was hit really hard, especially. So this year, they got some really good rains that have helped alleviate that drought pressure. However, that caused some late seeding and some acres that um, could not be seeded just due to the wet conditions. But now we are very hopeful and optimistic for how the crop is going to be, especially after last year's drought. Well, and that's absolutely true. Now, uh, you deal with a lot of international folks and whatnot, and they're looking for certain things for our from our wheat in Durham. So yeah, especially out of North Dakota, that's the primary draw region for hard red spring wheat to the Pacific Northwest that is then exported to Asia. So our customers in Asia are very particular about the quality that they want. They want a wheat that is high, a spring wheat that is high protein. It has strong dough characteristics, and they want very consistent quality. 
good test weights, and they write that in their contract specifications. So we especially pay attention here to North Dakota. They pull everything to the Pacific Northwest because that's just the most economical option. So we're, I'm here on the wheat tour to help provide that timely information along with our harvest reports that we put out every week and then our market reports that we put out that just give the most up-to-date information about what's going on with the crop. Well, very good. Uh, do you have any expectations of what we're going to see out there in the next couple of days? You know, I think we're going to see some wheat that's late, but I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot of the good wheat they grow here in North Dakota and the wheat that will go to feed the rest of the world through the export market. This is my first time to North Dakota, so I am really looking forward to being able to see just the robust agriculture they have up here. It's just such a productive area and it's one of our, um, it's one of the highest producing states within U.S. Wheat Associates. So I'm just really looking forward to seeing the bulk of the spring wheat country. Well, we're happy to have you here in North Dakota and uh, let's look forward to a great tour. All right, thanks so much. Now, like I said, the Wheat Quality Council is the one putting on the tour and Dave Green is leading the charge on this. So I caught up with him and he's going to tell us a little bit about what uh, what we're going to see this year. The idea behind this was we we would uh, we would have people use the same yield formula in every field across the state, so that even if you're not on a, if you're on a route that goes south and other people go north, at least you'll get a description of what they saw compared to what you saw. So we like running the same colored routes every year. We like using the same formula because it gives us an idea that even though each individual person's not going to cover the whole state, our 50 people will cover it. Some years, uh, the world grows plenty of wheat and everybody just wonders how low the price is going to be and uh, this isn't that. We've got all kinds of things going on with heat in Europe and a war going on and the world is needs a nice wheat crop and it looks like at least that uh, this upper Midwest is, looks like it's going to be able to supply some. And that is exactly why we do these tours every year. Get a good idea of what's going on and what we got coming through the pipeline. Now, on the first day of the tour, I caught up with Matt Noltemeyer, who is out of Kansas City, and he's with Soslin, which is a publishing company that does business-to-business with food industry leaders. Now, I apologize for the wind in some of the parts of the interview here, but if you've ever been to North Dakota, you know that we do have a couple of windy days every year, and so I think we caught one of those here. This is my first time in North Dakota, my third wheat tour overall. And what are you seeing this year in North Dakota for a wheat quality and everything else? Well, we're seeing generally good quality all over. It's just that the crop appears to be several weeks, if not a month, behind schedule due to the, the elongated planting window and the late planting due to all the moisture. But overall, we're seeing good quality. We're seeing bushels per acre as high as 63 bushels per acre, as low as 15, but in general, an average in the mid-40s. Yeah, and you know, this year we did have a late planting start. It was wet, it was cold. Some folks got in a little bit, a lot later than they would have liked to. Uh, and we've also seen out on this tour, we've seen some sandy soils. We've seen some great fields, like you said, up to uh, 63, 64, and all the way down to 15. So now Kansas City, you're out of Kansas City. What did you see on, on those tours uh, compared to this one? On those tours, uh, it was wheat that was generally higher, uh, about waist level compared to here, which is generally similar in nature to the Kansas tour. Well, very good. Tell us what, what your company does and how that helps uh, the community and what you guys what you guys work with out there. Uh, Soslin Publishing Company handles business-to-business -business publications for the food industry, titles such as 
dairy processing, pet food processing, supermarket perimeter, and world grain, meat and poultry. And we are in business to, as partners with the food industry to bring them the news and information that they need. Well, very good. And uh, why, why are these wheat tours important? Why is it important to get out here and get boots on the ground and see things for yourself and for everyone else? Well, it's really the first chance that uh, the industry has to get a good comprehensive look at the 2022 spring wheat crop in the number one producing state in the nation. And we get to actually go out and take numerous color-coded routes throughout the state and so therefore get a very good overall view of what the crop looks like in the different portions of the state and see what perhaps disease and pest pressures are happening with the crop at this time. And what uh, what have we seen out here for some diseases or any pest pressures? Well, we've actually seen very few problems. It's generally been a good crop overall. We have heard that there are situations with caterpillars, but we have not seen any, haven't seen anything like that. There's a couple of disease pressures that we've seen in very few instances, a fusarium head blight that can lead to vomitoxin. And in, a, in an instance, we saw a hessian fly, but in general, it's been a good crop without any of those pressures in any uh, significant numbers. It's uh, been a great wheat tour, and I hope that uh, anyone who's interested to learn more about the process will contact the Wheat Quality Council and take part. Well, we did have a couple of extra factors up in the northern plains here to get the crops into the ground. So, you know, in Kansas City, it's a little further along down the line. But like I said, and we talked about is, you know, some fields are looking fantastic and some of them, well, they might need a little help, but I suppose it's that way every year. And the way it's going to equal out is they're going to have all these 50 people. They're going to collate all the information, get it all together. And then we're going to get the actual numbers, the final numbers coming out, and then we'll know exactly where we're sitting. Now that tour does wrap up later this week. We are going to catch up with someone at the end of this and kind of put a bow on it and find out what the actual yields and everything else numbers that we are looking for will be but that will be an upcoming story so for today and for the american ag network i'm richard risvet